Konnichiwa, and welcome to another edition of the Kyoto Fun Podcast. My name is Niall, and I'll be your host. Follow me as I attempt to deconstruct some of the unique things about Japan that make it such a fascinating place to discover. I'll share with you my tips and insights into the local culture for the avid traveler and the casual observer. As an expat resident of Japan since 2007 and the owner operator of a small tour guiding business since 2014, I've been host to hundreds of visitors from all across the globe. And there's one thing that everyone seems to agree on that Japan is a place like no other on earth. So tune in and subscribe to this podcast for my own two cents on a variety of topics, big and small, plus plenty of general tips to make your trip to Japan a very special one indeed. Kyoto Fun Podcast is brought to you by Kyoto Fun Tours. Let Kyoto Fun take you on an epic day of sightseeing in this amazing city we call home. Choose from bike rides, hikes, walks, and even chauffeur day courses by private car. Let your trip to Kyoto come alive on a guided tour with Kyoto Fun Tours. In this Spotlight on Japan series episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about when to visit Japan. Now, I'm often asked when is the best time to visit Japan, and a little bit will come down to what you want to do when you're here. I'm going to go through all the different seasons and tell you the good and what might not be so good about each season. So, we're in the middle of the summer right now, so let's start off with summer. I'm in my cool hotel room right now on the road in Nagoya, Japan. And as soon as I got off the bullet train, the Shinkansen, that big wave of heat hit me. I didn't realize that Nagoya was sometimes even hotter than Kyoto. And both cities are known to be some of the hottest and most humid places in Japan. I think we hit around 36 degrees、uh, Celsius today. I've seen it hit 40 even. So, for Americans listening, that's about 110 Fahrenheit. So, suffice to say, it gets really hot here. And at night, it cools off to a nice 29, 30 degrees sometimes. So, which is, I guess, 90 in、uh, Fahrenheit. So, we don't get that much respite even at night. Now, I'm. Tokyo's not quite as hot as a place like Kyoto or Nagoya, but you're pretty much looking at those kinds of temperatures anywhere in Honshu. Honshu is the kind of the main island of the four big islands of Japan. And then further south, it gets really hot. If you get up to Hokkaido or the Tohoku region, which is the northeast, it's a little cooler. So you're getting. Uh, temperatures highs in the 30s, more so. So, yeah, it is hot. We do get a, quite a lot of rain in summer here, too. So, we have、uh, kind of a monsoon rain season, which is generally from the middle of June to the end of July or middle of July. This year, we had kind of a later、uh, rainy season. Now, when you say rainy season, it's not like we're all locked up indoors and there's 
huge rains coming down. It's like, you know, one or two hours of rain on most days. And generally in the afternoon, uh, we do get some days that rain a lot. But yeah, in general, it's not terribly bad. Uh, so on to the what's good about summer. There's lots of festivals and all the festivals, well, a good number of them take place in summer. There's the massive Gion Festival, which is on the 17th of July every year in Kyoto City. And there's countless others all throughout uh, July and early August especially. Also, huge fireworks displays. Now, I've been to fireworks in Canada. We In Vancouver, at least, we have the Symphony of Fire every year. And it's usually about 30 minutes long, and it's quite a fun thing to check out. My first time at a Japanese fireworks, it just went on forever. And like it felt like tens of thousands of fireworks going off. So it's they really put on an amazing fireworks display here. So if you do get a chance to see the fireworks, one thing to be careful of is the crowds. It gets super crowded at these fireworks festivals, so... Make sure you prep well, or maybe even if you can, find a hotel that has a view of the fireworks. I like to find a kind of a, like a parking garage that has a rooftop and just climb up there and watch from there. Speaking of rooftops, there's also the beer gardens. And these are a place where sponsored often by big breweries, but you can sit on the rooftop of a, maybe a department store of a hotel or a hotel. And basically it's free flow beer and food for 40 or $50 a person. And these places are pretty friendly. Like you'll often meet locals at the beer garden as well. And I told you a bit about the temperatures, right? Beer is kind of a necessary drink in this kind of heat, so I just finished one about five minutes ago myself. So that's summer. Uh, on to fall now. So the the autumn season here, I think, personally, it's my favorite. The reason being is the uh, I spend a lot of time at temples and shrines as part of my job as a tour guide and the transformation of these beautiful Japanese maple trees is just stunning I mean you've got colors that you don't even think are natural you know it looks like someone put some plastic trees out there and the you know a slow transition as well so we do have a fairly warm uh, September and October. For I'm from Vancouver, so for me, September feels like a Vancouver summer. Around 30 degrees or so in the, in the peak of the heat. And then October is very pleasant. It could be 20 or, or even more. And then one downside though about weather would be the typhoon so september is traditionally when typhoons are blowing through uh, late august and september so those are kind of you know just uh roll the dice as far as whether they'll affect your plans 
but they do tend to blow through in September. And it just takes one fairly strong one to really put a dent in your plans, especially if you've got any flights planned. Trains can be stopped. Even last year we had one of the biggest I've ever seen and the Kansai airport was closed for several days because of flooding. So typhoons, you don't have to worry safety-wise so much because we usually have plenty of warning in advance, but it can put a it can put a dent in your plans for sure. So if you can, I would recommend October over September. Uh, also, no, but November is definitely the the peak of the the beauty of the changing colors. Like I said, the temperature stays fairly high through September, October, and even November. So sometimes we're getting to the end of November and still 15, 20 degrees. So the winters don't come until a bit later in Japan. I mean, again, coming from a Vancouver perspective or a Pacific Northwest perspective. So we get the... We get the nice weather. The food is great too in autumn because that's when the harvest has been brought in traditionally. So people enjoy good food, going to temples, looking at the the maple leaves all lit up. A pleasant temperature. Yeah, the autumn for me, hands down, the best time. Uh, we do get a lot of crowds in Kyoto, of but more of uh, domestic tourists people who want to come and see those Japanese maples as well as a lot of people from Southeast Asia and other parts of Asia that don't really have that season so much who have a more tropical climate. So going into winter, so as I mentioned, it comes a little later. I would say even the first week of December could almost be the very end of fall, and then around mid-December is when it starts to get cold. Now, I'm again, I'm talking more about Kyoto because that's where I live, so it really depends on where you are in Japan. Uh, but I'll tell you Kyoto because that's kind of where, you know, Kyoto, Tokyo, that kind of mean tourist trail is where you'll probably end up for at least part of your trip. So what's great about winter, uh, especially once you get into the colder part of winter, like January and February, is it, it, it quietens right down. Like there's very few visitors during the winter. And the hot springs, which we'll talk about on another episode, they are just great to enjoy on a cold winter day, especially because the houses here are not that warm compared to what I've been used to at home. Like... There isn't really central heating. We tend to warm up each room individually. So to get in that hot bath and then crawl under the sheets, it's a perfect way to end the night. Plus, if you don't mind the cold, you could head all the way up to Sapporo where they have the snow festival. And I'll, I've been there once and it was spectacular. I really would recommend the snow festival if you have a chance to come in winter. Uh, hotels can be expensive, so be careful about the, um, or book well in advance if you're planning to go there for the snow festival. So yeah, we get a little later winter. It does go on for a while too, so even in the beginning of March, it's still quite cold. 
What would be the downsides of winter? Yeah, the cold, of course, if you're not uh, used to it. And possibly the New Year's holiday, because New Year's Day and the 2nd and 3rd of January are pretty much everything's closed. I mean, all the shrines and temples are open, so you can go sightseeing. But all the shops, a lot of local restaurants, they all take their holidays then. And most people are at home with their family. So it's not the most exciting time to be in uh, Japan as far as no one's around because they're all at home with their parents. So it's like if you were in a big city in the U.S. or Canada on Christmas Day and everything was closed and you're going, oh, I just want to grab a beer, but most of the bars would be closed. So you can almost think of uh, New Year's here being more like uh, Christmas in in, uh, North America or Europe. So, yeah. And that brings us to spring. Now, spring is probably the time of year where... You imagine walking through a beautiful place filled with cherry blossoms. And of course, spring is probably the most magical time to be in Japan. Now, a little bit about the cherry blossoms themselves. First of all, we don't know exactly when they'll bloom. But in historically speaking, they tend to start to bloom around the 20... Between the 20th and the 25th of March... And then they'll hit their peak in the first week of April. And generally by around the 10th or 11th, we'll see them starting to fall off the trees. Now that's for Tokyo and Kyoto area. As I mentioned before, I'll focus most of the uh, weather details on that area of Japan. Now that's something to consider is that from north to south, Japan is huge, so... If you only happen to get time off in early March, you can go uh, further south and get a good chance of seeing them. And even as late as May, you can see cherry blossoms up in Hokkaido. So, yeah, the cherries are the big draw, and they are special. And part of it is that the whole country gets into it. Like, everyone finishes work early, they go sit under the trees, and basically they one of the big things to do is get drunk and it's like uh you know i'm irish heritage from canada but um saint patrick's day is a big deal in our family imagine like a week of saint patrick's day basically (laughs) like everyone's sitting under these trees and knocking back sake or beer whatever they can get their hands on having picnics it's a lot of fun and it's a celebration for the end of winter too Now, there's a lot of other things blooming too, and one thing that doesn't really get much mention is the plum blossoms, and those bloom more in late February, early March, and they're incredible, and they smell so nice, and there's a lot of really famous plum blossom viewing places, so if you want something different and you don't want to be caught up in the crowds, check out the plum blossom option as well. And lots of other things are blooming in May. You've got the wisteria and, you know, every almost all the other flowers are blooming in spring too. So walking through the gardens can be very delightful. 
Now, the downside of spring is a lot of people have the idea of coming to Japan to see the cherry blossoms and all the beauty of that. So you, we get a huge influx. And there are days in Kyoto where you can hardly even walk on the sidewalk. So if you're not a fan of crowds, think about alternative places. Like uh, you don't have to go right into Kyoto or Tokyo and especially avoid the weekends in the bigger cities because it's not only international tourists that are coming to see these views. It's also people from all over Japan crowding into places like Kyoto and even Tokyo. So now you know a bit about all the seasons. You've got summer where it's hot, but it's a lot of fun. The fall where it's calmer and cooler, but you still, still with some crowds, but wanting to avoid those typhoons in September. The winter, the quiet calm of the winter with the hot springs to enjoy. And of course the spring with the cherry blossoms. I'll be releasing full episodes on each season, but for now, think about when is your favorite time to come and explore Japan, and hope to see you here. Thank you for listening, and arigato. As always, be sure to have a look at our show notes for any links mentioned and a glossary of Japanese terms used in the episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on a future episode. And while you're at it, write us a little review on iTunes and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kyoto Fun. Have a burning question about Japan? Send us your questions and we might even base our next episode on the question you asked. Thanks again for tuning in. Arigato and sayonara.